Clayton Safey said when he was young, he used to listen with the Safey family in the Grand Rapids area. Now a Michigan insider for the Wolverine.com. Clayton, how old were you when you first heard my show? Oh, pretty young. Yeah, same thing, listening on the way back from school. But who didn't listen to the huge show? I mean, it's a, it's a shorter list, you know, to the people that didn't listen. I said, you know, the one thing I did text Jason Bonetti, and I said, hey, I appreciate the love, but calling me the voice of God, uh, you can't do that. Okay, there's only one G guy, and it's not me. Okay, I said, no, <laughs> we can't. Don't go there. You know, how, what age were you when you remember listening to the huge show for the first time? I mean, I, I don't know if I remember a specific moment, but it was, it was, you know, real young, early on grade school, first, second, third grade. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, in the car, you you know, mom and dad are driving back and, and we're not going to talk about your mom. She hasn't dropped off that bubble pizza in a while. So, (laughs) but I do love the safety family uh, here in Grand Rapids. Somebody just dropped a text of Vicky from Wyoming why don't you ask your audience the youngest they were when they started listening to you? Mm. Clayton just said first, second, or third grade. Appreciate that. All right, let's move on and talk about Sharon Moore. Uh, how close is he to finalizing his complete staff after taking over for Harbaugh? Yeah, they're pretty darn close. And, uh, you know, a big one today, defensive backs coach. Looks like they're going to hire Steven Adagoke, uh, who was at Michigan as a grad assistant a few years ago has risen up pretty quickly here, was with the San Francisco 49ers in 2022 as a quality control coach, and then was taken to the Houston Texans by D'Amico Ryans, who's now their head coach, and was uh, the safeties coach there last year. But he's going to be coaching safeties and corners at Michigan. That's a big one to replace Steve Klingscale, who's off to Los Angeles with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Greg Scruggs earlier in the week uh, was reported that He's going to come on as the defensive line coach. He's currently the D-line coach at Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, from people we've talked to in Madison, that's a pretty big loss for them. So speaks to uh, the coaching chops that he has, also a good recruiter. Uh, but the defensive staff starting to come together a little bit more. And then uh, could be another familiar name for linebackers coach, Brian Jean-Marie, uh, who was Michigan's linebackers coach in 2020, then leaves for uh, Tennessee. He uh, is right in the mix there to come back as well. Um, so Sharon Moore had a lot of turnover, probably more than people expected, even on the defensive side of the ball after Jesse Minter left as the coordinator to, to go with Harbaugh as well. But he's starting to kind of fill out this staff. And individually, you, you like a lot of these hires, even though you know some great coaches are leaving. Yeah, I like he really. There was a, a vibe at the end of last week, like, oh my God, uh, right. Michigan's going to fall apart. And he kind of resurrected it here in the last 72 hours. Yeah, no, it, it feels like that. And, I, you know, look, I mean, this happens, you know, regardless of whether or not you have a new head coach, uh, where every year there's at least one, two, three, four, you know, assistant coaches that take another job, whether that's moving up, you know, take a coordinator job or go to the NFL. And, you know, people tend to kind of freak out when you lose great coaches. But, look, it's, it's kind of the, uh, the blessing and the curse of having really good assistant coaches. Jim Harbaugh built a fantastic staff, and then he goes to the NFL. Of course he's going to take some of those guys with him. And it's always disappointing when, when guys leave. But you kind of got to wait to make your full judgment until the replacements are hired. And that process is, you know, nearly complete for Michigan. They got to make some of these hires official. Uh, goes through, you know, kind of a process towards the, uh, 
the end of it there. But, you know, I mean, once they do that, I think people will be fairly happy with what Sharon Moore has been able to do. Um, of course, with assistant coach hires, especially because you don't know, you know, everything day to day on how things are working. You always got to wait till they, they get on the field in the fall and then you can really make your determinations. And even then, you know, it's, it's tough to say sometimes, but uh, you know, I, I think on paper and on the surface here, as you look at it right now, things seem to be coming together pretty nicely. Yeah, grabbing uh, Martindale, uh, getting yep. NFL coaches to come in. That's big to kids when they're chasing an NFL dream at a school like Michigan. Speaking of chasing that dream, Michigan setting the record for the NFL Combine invites, eclipsing the previous number of 16 players by LSU, 18 by Michigan. A question I'm going to ask Skeen here in less than an hour, and I'll ask you, Clayton, before we talk about Juwan Howard and the bottom feeders in the Big Ten. Who will be the, 10 years from now, from that group of 18, who will have the best NFL career? The 18 Michigan guys going to Indy in a couple of weeks for the NFL Combine. Who in 10 years ends up being the most impactful NFL player? That's a great, great question. And first of all, 18 is crazy, and you know, as you noted, it breaks the record. And Jim Harbaugh, people kind of laughed a little bit last summer when he said we could break the record of most draft picks in a single season. That was set by Georgia a few years ago at 15. They have a chance here, probably be right on that line, but it's amazing that they have this many prospects. It really speaks to how talented that team was last year. But I got to go with Zach Zinter as uh, as an offensive guard. I mean, he's one of the best offensive linemen that I've ever seen at the college level, and yeah, you know, was a unanimous All-American last year. Unfortunately, got hurt in that Ohio State game, but was a clean break and should be healthy in a in a month or two. Um, but I think he's just going to have a great career. I think he could go in the second round. You know, last year there were no interior offensive linemen that go that went in the first round. You know, you don't see it all that often. Uh, so I think he'll probably go in round two. But he could have as good a career as anybody. And then you know, JJ McCarthy. I think you know the sky is the limit for him. Uh, but as far as a guy who I think is just going to have a great career and, and stick around for a long time, uh, not that the others won't. I think JJ's in that boat as well. But I got to go with Zach Zinter, uh, who played, you know, started countless games for Michigan at right guard. A good call. Uh, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Let's move on and talk about Juwan Howard. Yeah, I get Doug McDaniel, the academic or whatever oh. attitude discipline suspension for the road games but uh and, and there was an inspired effort in that win over wisconsin last week but these last two games against yeah. nebraska and last night against illinois are low points not only in the john howard era but maybe low points in terms of anything we've ever seen from any michigan basketball team yeah i mean they were down what 30 they were down 35 to uh nebraska on saturday that one i mean they're down 30 within like 10 or 12 minutes in the first half which is like unheard of um or maybe it was a little more than that 15 16 minutes but either way uh you know it's it's like you're not even competitive it's like i was talking to my dad about it yesterday after the game and he said it's like garbage time for like half half of these games lately especially on the road when they're without doug mcdaniel so it's like you know, um, Ian Eagle's son, Noah Eagle, who was calling the game last night on Peacock, said, you know, well, Michigan doesn't quit. And it just makes you think, like, this is how far they've, they've fallen, where one of the things you can compliment them for is 
not quitting because no team should quit, you know, especially uh, a Michigan team, uh, you know, that has had a lot of success with, with this program over the last 15 years, including the first couple of years with Jawan Howard. So, yeah, it, it was a low point. I mean, there's only so much you can say about the games individually uh, just because it's the same story. And it's, it is kind of hard to believe that Doug McDaniel – has made that big of a no i'm not buying that yeah for one game when the team played well against wisconsin and by the way wisconsin's struggling almost as bad as michigan or they have been the last couple weeks in the big 10 i'm not buying that this is about effort this is about team chemistry and most importantly it's about coaching and let's be honest this is the first head coaching job for juan he had B-lines players and did well, just like Brady Hoke. We can go down the list of any coach anywhere uh, with another, you know, Harbaugh did in his first year with not his guys. And then he had to find a way back, which he did. But I, I don't see this comparison to Michigan football. Juwan Howard no. is not a good basketball head coach. And his comments after the game about, uh, th- you know, Terrence Williams and thank you uh, and, you know, his – his lack of understanding on how bad they are. And I'm going to tell you, the tone-deaf side of Juwan is that he's never dealt with failure in basketball. He never has. High school to college, yeah, Michigan never won the national titles with the Fab Five. Pros, he had a great playing career, great coaching career. This is uncharted territory for Juwan Howard, and he can't deal with it. And it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better, Clayton. They're going to need to dump him at the end of the season. Yeah, no, I mean, it's hard to imagine a path forward. And then you think of how important things like NIL are and, you know, uh, a college basketball program. I mean, if you keep them around and, you know, you everybody's watched what's happened this year, they're sitting at 8 and 17 right now. It's hard to imagine that you'd be able to drum up a lot of donor support and stuff like that. So you almost have to bring in somebody new. Uh, to get that going with a little bit more excitement, you know, a new era, a new face, a new vision. Uh, no, and I, I don't disagree with anything you said. I guess my point with Doug McDaniel difference is at least they're competitive for the majority of these games when he's playing at home. Uh, and again, you're playing at home too. So it's, it, you're both on the road and without your point guard, but either way, it doesn't matter. They haven't been good enough at all. I agree with you. Um, you know, they've still lost, you know, most of these home games. They've won two games the entire calendar year since December 16th, they've won two mm. college basketball games. So no, I mean, it's, you know, it's about as, as bad as it gets for Michigan. They haven't finished last in the big 10 since the 1960s. And right now it looks like that's going to happen. Even though there's a team out there, that just fired their head coach in Ohio state with Chris Holtman today. Uh, by the way, before everybody starts talking about the magic of Doug McDaniel, yeah, they're not losing by 30 at home. I get that. But when you go beyond the win over Wisconsin, they lost at home to Rutgers by 10. They lost to yep. Iowa uh, by uh, 10. They lost to Illinois by 15. I mean, yeah, they beat Ohio State uh, at home uh, by 8. But yeah, I'm, not, I'm not buying this excuse here. I'm just telling you right now. Juwan Howard, great player, has an unbelievable basketball resume. He is not a good X's and O's coach. This team was better when Phil Martelli was the head coach this year. Yeah, it was. I mean, they got off to a three and zero start. I'm telling um, you, you know, and, and yeah, and you know how much of it was 
just the way they played in those games. Even even in some of those wins, though, I was kind of, you know, and I know they won in blowout fashion, but it was kind of, it just felt like it wasn't sustainable, the shots they were hitting and everything else. Um, but, no, I mean, it, it, it's true. Uh, they haven't been well coached this year. They, ha- they weren't particularly well coached last year. I know it was a young team, but still, I mean, they had a lot of talent. And the fact that they missed the NCAA tournament is a huge disappointment. Now it's going to be two years in a row, clearly. And, uh, you know, Ward Manuel talked today and said that he's not thinking about any changes at this point. I wouldn't expect him to say anything different. I think he's totally going to, you know, wait till the end of the year to make a determination. But, uh, you know, I would lean towards the, that there are changes that are coming and probably rightfully so at this point. Um, but, you know, I think that's, you know, it's just really disappointing right now for Michigan basketball fans to see what they've fallen to. And you can make the argument their best uh, road win or you get to neutral site, we'll just say away from Chrysler. And I know Doug McDaniel was there. I, I, I just don't. I never look at Doug McDaniel like you're saying he's not you, but people are like this guy's MVP of the Big Ten caliber type player. No, I agree. Yeah. So instead of losing by 30, they're going to lose by 15 to good teams at home. OK, I get it. All right. right Slice right. it, dice it any way you want to. He can't coach. Uh, good guy, got to move on. And I, the one thing you pointed out, and then I got to roll here to a network, yep. T.O., I agree with you, Clayton, that if they don't make a move and they're trying to build a collective on the NL side for basketball, which has already cost them Dickinson and maybe others coming in, uh, it could bury the program. So I think this is it uh, for Howard. It's my opinion, sticking with it. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. Listen to me in first, second, and third grade. He called me right. the sports teacher. Thank you, Clayton. Appreciate it. Yeah, for, yeah, first, second, and third grade.